This is Why We Plan, a podcast for business owners and their advisors about how to better plan for the exit from a business. Join us each episode as we discuss different elements of exit planning, including real-life stories, challenges, and opportunities of owners and their advisors. Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to the Why We Plan podcast. My name is John Brown. I'm the founder of BEI, and I'm interviewing various guests uh, on this podcast. With me today is a long time, and I mean long time, business valuation expert and BEI member who's done hundreds and hundreds of business valuations, who's done dozens and dozens and dozens of exit plans. And he and I are going to talk today about business valuations, what you should look for, what they cost when you don't need one. So Don, welcome today. John, thanks very much. Uh, I've had a wonderful long association with you, John, and BEI. Uh, for which I'm very appreciative. And uh, as I've told you before, it's it's allowed me to develop professionally in a way that has been very rewarding during my career. So I'll just give you a brief introduction to who I am, my brief story. I'm, I call myself a recovering CPA. And it's it's a 12-step program. <laughs> I'm at about step number 11, so I've been at this quite a while. But uh, I used to be a partner at a regional CPA firm. I was actually head of the tax department at this firm for a while. And in the mid-1990s, I discovered first business valuation and then exit planning. And I began a transition uh, on my... 12-step program from being a CPA to a valuation analyst and exit planning expert, if I can be so bold and so uh, uh, lacking in humility as to call myself an expert. <laughs> but um, I've been doing this for 25 years. Um, I use business valuation really as the foundation for the exit plan. And uh, I think you'll grow to see why I think that gives me a real leg up in helping business owners navigate a successful exit uh, out of their business. Yeah. So what I want to talk about today is so we can actually talk about anything, but one of the issues I think owners have and this is directed mostly to, advi to advisors and business owners, and certainly advisors have, is you know, starting off planning for the future with a, a value of their business in their mind. The owner has this idea of what her, the value of her business is. And that can be a serious barrier to actually beginning to do planning or thinking that they even need to do planning. So. I'd like you to, first of all, address that. Maybe just the, what the need for evaluation is. And then, you know, there are all kinds of different valuations that one can have. You have sort of the opinion of value, a calculation of value. Mm -hmm. uh, what we see 
a lot of right now is software derived valuation of a business, usually biz equity or in life insurance companies valuation software. Um, and what you think of that. And then lastly, the owner's opinion of value. And we may talk about, you know, what, what we recommend our members do when they know their owner wants to sell to a third party and it's a significant business is we would like them to talk to a, an investment banker to get an idea of the likely sale price because they've got their databases, they know what things are selling for today, what multiples, et cetera. And that seems to be a good way of determining sale price, not so much value. Um, so just and, and just talk about all those different things and maybe uh, the relationship. You're doing exit planning, how you begin an exit planning engagement uh, from a valuation perspective, but also from an exit planning perspective. I wanted to give you a little bit of my personal experience in the relationship between business valuation and exit planning. And I, I have a funny story to tell, which uh, I'm sure John will find amusing. But back in the 1990s, I was one of the first members of NACFA. Uh, my membership number is like 350. Wow. I, think I wasn't in the first class, but I was in the second class. So the sec NACFA was a struggling organization back then. And after my first year of membership, they sent me a renewal. And they said, you know, if you renew within 30 days, we'll send you a free copy of a book. And that book happened to be John's book, How to Run Your Business So You Can Leave It in Style. And I got this book and I thought, wow, this is kind of all about business valuation and how you can use business valuations to, to create a, a good service for business owners in helping them exit their businesses. So that was my kind of initial connection between valuation and exit plan. Yeah, I did and, not know that. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I, I didn't know who John Brown was. I didn't know who BEI was, but I bought about 50 copies of this book and I would give them out to all my clients. So what does that mean as a practical manner for exit planning when I do a business valuation? First of all, um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say that the most important thing from my perspective about the valuation is not necessarily the value. In my reports, and I'm typically doing a calculation of value report, which, <clears throat> uh, is from my, in, in my work is a pretty extensive report. It's maybe 40 pages. It looks like, looks at the history of the business, uh, the industry, the financial analysis. But the key thing that I am driving towards in the first section of my valuation report or what are the risks and opportunities for that business? Because valuation is a forward-looking enterprise. You know, it's great to know what the historical financials are, 
But really, to value a business, you have to take an educated guess as to the future cash flows of that business. And in order to understand those future cash flows or take the best educated guess you can, you have to really understand what the secret sauce is in that business, what really makes it tick. And that's why I have this one page summary of what I call the risks and opportunities or the strengths and weaknesses of the business to try to give the reader and myself some understanding of what the future of this business looks like. Yeah. Now, nobody has a perfect crystal ball and, and my crystal ball is not perfect either, but that's what investing in a, any business is all about, understanding where the business is today and where it's going in the future. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Um, these strengths and weaknesses can include a whole panoply of aspects of the business, their management structure, uh, their product development, their marketing, their customer service. But every business is distinctive. And what I try to do in this report is first and foremost, give the owner an understanding as best as I am, I'm able to tell as to what the strengths and weaknesses of that business are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, John, you properly talked about understanding the value of the business. And that, of course, is important. And owners frequently don't have a good understanding of the value. But just telling them a number is not necessarily so helpful. You have to be able to explain to the owner <clears throat> what's behind that number. And, you know, some, a business owner might tell me, well, you know, I think my business is worth $10 million. And uh, I'll, I'll say, why? And they'll say this, that, or the other thing. And not necessarily taking the most objective analytical view of what is driving cash flow in that business. Now, another aspect of this process, um, one of the my favorite questions to ask business owners is, uh, Madam Business Owner, what do you think your business is worth without you? Yeah. And, you know, I get, uh, I get various uh, answers to that question. You know, sometimes I get what I call the chest pounders. This is predominantly men, but they tell me things like, what do you mean worth without me? I'm the guy that founded this business. I'm the guy that makes it tick. I'm the brains and the energy and the inspiration behind this business. And I typically will say, well, Mr. or Mrs. Business Owner, that's unfortunate because that means the business doesn't have much value because you, the business owner, doesn't go with the business when you sell it. So you, it's a way of emphasizing to business owners that they have to develop a turnkey operation. 
And the goal for the business owner has to be that this business can continue to generate cash flow even when I'm not here. So you talk to business owners about things like, you know, what's the longest vacation you've ever taken without checking in with the business? And, you know, that's a sort of indicator of how much of a turnkey operation this is. Um, now, I think I do a pretty good job uh, in valuing businesses. I have a lot of experience. And I usually do a calculation of value versus an opinion of value only because, you know, opinion of value costs a lot more. But I don't think the business owner typically needs that. I do opinions of value in a litigation setting, in a gift or estate tax setting, or a shareholder dispute or a divorce context. But when a business owner wants to just know what this business is worth for exit planning purposes, <clears throat> the calculation of value is generally what they need. So, you know, I, I you have to be able to tell your client that you're giving them good value, you know, for the cost of your services. And I don't think in most cases, the extra cost of an opinion of value is warranted in an exit planning context. Feel free to interrupt, but just address yeah, so it. Let me just, I just want to, I do want to interrupt for a second. So, a lot of owners, if they think they need to know the value of their business, they're not going to want to spend any money. So they're going to turn to a software right. calculation. Right. Uh, right. But that's, so that's going to give them a number. Right. It's not going to really tell them why that number is accurate or not. It's going to just be based upon what other business have, businesses have, has, have sold for. What you're doing is laying the groundwork for why the business has a certain value, but you're also pointing the owner to where the business could grow. Because if the business is the owner, then clearly we need to develop a management team and operating systems and things like that. So you're going beyond really, right. far beyond what a software derivation of value is. Okay, and I was, I'm glad you raised that, John, because that's kind of where I was headed. <clears throat> so I was, uh, I was a user of biz equity. I subscribed to biz equity because I wanted to know what the competition was. And I, I believe they're based in Philadelphia, which is near me. And I had a number of conversations with some of the people in, in Philadelphia about biz equity. And I thought for a software program, biz equity was pretty good. The problem is that biz equity is a black box. You put all sorts of data into the black box and it spits out a number, but it doesn't really explain to you what's behind that number, what's driving the value in that business. So, it has some usefulness to business owners, but at only a, a, a pretty high level of generality. It's not gonna tell the business owner what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, 
what the opportunities are, what you need to increase the value of this business, what you need in or to do in order to sell it to a third party. So it does have some usefulness, but you know, from my perspective, it's never really enough uh, to drive the exit planning process. Yeah. You know, it, what, I, what I, my view of, of software programs in general is um, it's a lot better than relying on the owner's determination of value. Yeah. Because it seems like they're, they're not, they're going to be more realistic and closer to maybe what a calculation of value would result in. And, and so for that purpose, it's telling the owner the value you thought was up here, maybe 10 million is really only 4 million or 5 million because you're lacking a lot of the, the values that drive the business forward. That's what you can do. That's what a valuation calculation of value in my mind seems to do then is it, it, it not only tells the owner more real, realistic value, but it also points them in the direction of what they need to begin doing. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, you know, for example, uh, you know, a biz equity, and I don't mean to pick on biz equity, it just happens to be the one I'm familiar with. And in, in my experience, it was a pretty good software package for, for what it did. But, you know, if it comes out with a value of $4 million, it doesn't really tell you if that business is saleable. And, um, you know, business owners don't, you know, apart from the issue of value, they don't have a good understanding frequently of what makes a business saleable. And when you do a valuation report, you know, that's a key factor. You know, if we have a business that's highly dependent on the owner, that's going to impact the value and impact the saleability or marketability of that business. And that kind of information is just as important to the business owner as the numbers. Mm -hmm. So um, that's that's my perspective. And I think you're right, John, that you know a, a software program, uh, is probably better at giving a general idea of value. It's generally better than the business owner taking a stab at it. So, you know, those software programs do have some value in that in that regard. Yeah, I mean, what what we talk to our when we talk to our members about a business valuation, uh, the approach that BEI tends to take is. You know, if the owner is unwilling to pay for evaluation, calculation of value typically, uh, then we can start off with software. We can start off with that value, but we're not going to base any decisions, actually transfer of ownership decisions on that valuation. Yeah. Uh, and that seems to work because it, it's so important for owners to have some basis, some logical, historical basis for what their business is worth rather than the owner um, guessing at what the value of her business is. Yeah, no, uh, <clears throat> that, that makes a lot of sense to me, John. Um, 
uh, I guess, and I know there's a lot of cost pushback in the valuation realm when someone says, well, you know, the software will give me a number for 500 bucks. Why should I pay you $10,000? And, you know, I, I'm sensitive to that. And I want to be a, a, in a position where I can explain to the business owner what additional value they're getting for their dollar when they use my services and where that's likely to take them. So I tend to make, partly because of my background, but partly because I think it's a great entree into exit planning, I tend to make the valuation the initial focus of the exit planning process because it teaches me so much about the business and it teaches the owner a, a great deal about their business that they might not have been aware of or they might not have fully understood the impact it has on value. That is very perceptive. I like that's a great insight. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, that's it's reasons like this that gets owners to start planning. And, you know, it's really why do we plan? We plan because the valuation is this, and it indicate it also indicates here are some things you need to start thinking about. And from there, Don, it sounds like you transitioned from a value, a calculation of value into the planning uh, for the future of the owner and the business. That's typically the way I work. Yeah. Although I have to say, you know, some engagements, I don't always do the valuation. Um, you know, there's some engagements that I have where the owner has already gotten a valuation, and that's fine. And I never insist that I'm the one that does the valuation. I am perfectly happy to work with other people's valuation, but it's important to have some starting point, I think, for the planning purpose. And uh, I think evaluation is a great story. So Don, tell us a little bit about your perspective of having an investment banker provide an owner with a range of a likely sale price for her business? Well, you know, a good, I like to say a good investment banker or a good business broker is worth their weight gold. And somebody, uh, and, and I want to define what I mean by a good investment banker or a good business broker. Somebody who can come up with a realistic estimate of value and the range of value that these bankers and brokers come up with can be very good. Now, the only thing is, you know, a banker or a broker, they're focused on making the sale. And that's appropriately so. They're not so much interested in building the value of the business over a long period of time. Not, and it's not anything negative about them. It's just not the way they work. Right, right. And, and so what I like to do is I like to, you know, when we determine in the exit planning process that a third party sale is the way to go, then I like to turn my client over to a good investment banker or broker somebody i and 
what I am primarily concerned, one of the things I'm primarily concerned with is somebody that's going to really work hard to sell this particular business. Because, you know, the, the, the market, the industry of bankers and brokers has lots of great people in it, but it has a lot of people in it who have a different business model for success. And they might be more interested in recruiting prospects and getting paid upfront fees than actually focusing on selling every business uh, that uh, they've contracted to market. So, um, you know, and like everybody else, I've had bad experiences with brokers and investment bankers, and I've had some really good ones. So I think one of the really good value-added services I can provide to my exit planning clients is hooking them up with the right broker or investment banker. Uh, and the couple of reasons. First of all, I'm confident they're gonna, these people are going to do a good job. And also, I tell my clients, it allows me to sit on the same side of the table as a business owner in evaluating the deals that come down the pipe uh, from the bankers and brokers. And I help them make decisions about what's a good offer and what's not such a good offer. So that that's typically where my third party sale transactions go. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's, that's, that's all good. So let me ask you one more question. What should owners and exit planning advisors look for in hiring a business appraiser? What qualities should they be looking for experiences and so on? Yeah. Um, I would say that you really ought to find somebody through personal referrals. That is, if you're a lawyer or you're a CPA and you've got a client that's going to sell, talk to people who've had good experiences with an investment banker or business broker. And that for me is the only reasonable way I know of find somebody good and and i do that all the time um you know i i have some clients in different parts of the country um and you know i happen to be working with some businesses right now in in minnesota i'm located in pennsylvania and one of them wants to sell to a third party well i don't know business brokers in minneapolis st paul or rochester so what I do is I sort of exhaust my network of contacts to find somebody who's had a good experience with a business broker or investment banker in that, in that area who can do a good job for uh, my client. Or I'll talk to CPAs in the area yeah. or, or lawyers uh, to try to get a good referral. Uh, and that's the way I go about, you know, finding good transaction intermediaries 
have my business owner clients. I think that's that's typical, very common with our our exit planning advisors who are members. Is they're not going to know all the people in a certain area, but it's doing exactly what you're doing. It's it's basically interviewing the person who is going to recommend somebody and then talk to that person. But let me let me ask you. Let's get down to certified valuation analysts. What should what should an owner look for? What should an exit planning advisor look for in deciding to hire a business appraiser? Yeah. So I think, you know, the most common problem business owners have is uh, being cheap and not being (laughs) I think that's a fair statement. You know, and this might appear to be self-serving, but um, you know, 25 years ago, I was first doing valuations. There weren't that many of us around. Yeah. Now, valuation gals and guys are a dime a dozen. Um, everybody's doing valuation. And, you know, it, it just, in a way, makes it harder to find somebody who's good. And so I, you know, I, I would not choose evaluation analyst because you might save a thousand two thousand dollars on the price and that's just the way it is people who are good charge a a decent price for their services and they have enough business and enough customers so they're, they're not they're not competing for your business on price and uh, what else should you look for? I, again, you know, there's a lot of different credentials. Um, and all the credentials are decent credentials, you know, between ASA, CVA, uh, ABV, you know, the main credentials. I wouldn't say you should pick one credential over another. But again, I, I would try to get personal referrals, mm-hmm. um, you know, ask your lawyer or ask your accountant or, or ask your financial advisor who does a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the only way I know of to try to find somebody who's decent. Yeah. You know, I guess I think that's, that is clearly the best way is to talk to others who have experience. Uh, I guess what I was thinking of also though, is there's so many, CPAs who get a valuation credential and then they do a valuation every other year or only when somebody comes to them and says, Hey, I need a valuation for something. Yeah. They don't really have, they may have been a credential for 10 years, but maybe they've only done 15 valuations. And it strikes me that the really good business appraisers, uh, are clearly credentialed, but they also are doing business valuations as a focus of their practice. So the, their experience is so important, as you know, in, term, in, in professional representation in general, but I think especially in business valuations, because there's so many variables to look at, and they're not necessarily black and white yeah. judgment calls. The, the other problem uh, with some CPAs 
is that they use software products to do their valuations. And there are software suites out there, uh, not biz equity, but uh, other programs, which, uh, and, and I have experience with some local CPAs who might do 15 or 20 valuations a year, but they're pretty much all spun out of a software product without a lot of serious analysis. And I've actually started to work with one of these CPAs uh, to help him develop a little bit more serious practice. And I do consulting for uh, that CPA firm to try to help them upgrade their valuation practice uh, and give them a better perspective on what's involved in a serious valuation report. So uh, that's another you know, danger. Sometimes I, I, I run across this in, in my exit planning practice where somebody will, will present me a, a canned report. Um, again, not, not biz equity, but something done by a CPA that really uh, is not up to what it needs to be. Excellent. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. If you'd like more information on better ways to plan for the future, please visit exitplanning.com.